Good morning, everybody. So, summer series. I know, because officially summer is actually here, which uh, was obvious yesterday by the giant rainstorm that we had. Um, I think... I think God just likes to remind us that we live in a beautiful place, and it takes something for that. Um, we're talking about doctrine this summer, and I know that some of you are probably thinking right now, wow, but what if seniors' golf is on on Sunday morning? Do I really need to come to church and listen to that? Um, it's, we're we're going to talk this morning about what doctrine is and why it's important, um, there's a book that you just, just showed on the video uh, that, um, that we're kind of loosely going off of. Um, so if you want to pick it up, read along each chapter each week. Uh, it, it ties in with what Matt will be talking about. Um, but this morning, he asked me to talk about what doctrine is and why it's important. Now, I was like, a few weeks ago he asked me this. No problem. Um, and he said, he's like, well, he covers a little bit... Uh, in, in the preface in the book, if you want to, if you want to, you know, use some of that, okay, that's fine. And purposely, I, I tried to not look at it because uh, I didn't want to just rehash it and regurgitate it until Wednesday this week, and um, and I didn't have a, a complete, clear thought on where to go with this morning, and so I pulled up my R. Right, let's just take a look at it. So I I uh, bought it off Amazon, downloaded it, opened it up. It was three paragraphs long. <laughs> Great, <laughs> that was helpful, <laughs> because um, that's about how much I had in my head, too. So, like, here's what doctrine is, here's why it's important, have a good day. Um, and uh, it, it's been an interesting week of, of putting this together. Friday night, um, I looked at my notes and realized I had just pretty much created a giant mess that had no structure or thought behind it, and it just a lot of notes. And uh, it was one of those moments when I realized, I'm making this more complicated than it really is. So I just started hacking away at stuff. Just, let's strip this back down to really what it is. And uh, my wife said, well, don't hack away too much, because if you're only like 15 minutes and that's it, it's, it's not really going to be very good. Um, but maybe that's all God wants to say. So anyway, with that, um, <laughs> we, we need to pray, because uh, I know... Uh, God's got to do something awesome this morning. God, I thank you for, um, <laughs> I thank you for this this church. God, I thank you that we can gather here, that we can meet together, that we can um, worship together, that we can laugh together, that we can um, just be open to what you are trying to tell us. And uh, God, I ask that you would um, use me this morning uh, to communicate your message, um, share. Share with us what it is you want us to hear, um, and just get me and uh, my limitations out of the way, and uh, God, just make it clear what you want us to leave here with today, and we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, to start out then, um, defining what doctrine is. I don't know about you, but um, when I look at the word doctrine, it's one of those words that it, it needs to be capitalized, like the entire thing. It just, it just seems like this dominating word, doctrine, and like someone with like... Um, you know, a really deep, scary voice should be saying it every time someone says it. It, but I've always, I've never, honestly, until preparing for this, I didn't really have a firm grasp on what doctrine was. It was sort of this mythical um, church term thing that everyone seems to get, and I don't really want to ask and look stupid, so I'll just assume that um, what I think I know is probably what's right. So I looked up. Um, and all the awesome, reliable resources, um, Webster's Dictionary, a Greek Dictionary, Wikipedia, um, 
what, what the meaning of doctrine is. It means teaching or instruction. Well, that was lame. <laughs> really, that's it? And then from there, as, as I'm reading through and, and looking at, doctrine is not even a churchy word. Sometimes we associate doctrine with the church, but um, doctrine can apply to anything. Um, there's governmental doctrine. There's military doctrine. I even found doctrine on Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Um, it, it's, it's a set of beliefs that are taught or instructed. It's not a big, scary word. It's not just for seminary students. It, it, it applies to all of us. That's what we're going to look at it today. Um, but just so we're clear, what we're talking about here on Sunday morning throughout the rest of the summer, when we say doctrine, we're talking about the doctrine of God. Nobody else, no other organization. We're t- we're, that's what we're talking about. We're, we're, so if we say, hey, we're talking about doctrine, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the doctrine of God. So why is it important? All right, well, first of all, um, because it's the instruction of God. That's a big one. This is what God told us as his creation. This is my message to you. Maybe we should listen to that. I don't know about you, but I have a, uh, I, don't know what, what is, I don't even know what it's called, the operating manual for my car in my glove box. Um, it's very, very thrashed, which is funny because I've opened it maybe three times. Um, because I, I know how to use my car. But every once in a while, it's like, oh, I don't know what this little button does. And I have to pull it out and look it up and see what it is. And um, it's pretty basic and it's pretty simple and, and such. But when I have to do repair on my car, I get one of those manuals from the auto parts store that they say on the front, based on a complete teardown and rebuild. Like, somebody took the time to completely strip this car all the way down to everything and then put it back together and wrote a detailed manual on how to do that. That's the kind of instruction I want when I'm repairing my car. What we're talking about here is what God told us as his creation. This is what you need to know. This is important stuff. God's giving us a message. God's giving us something that we're supposed to take and do or learn from. That's pretty big. In John 7, um, Jesus is speaking Excuse me. And like usually happens when Jesus spoke, um, someone's questioning, you know, his authority or, or, you know, how does he do so well and he's not trained and blah, blah, blah. And Jesus says to him, he says, my message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or merely my own. Jesus makes it very clear. The message I'm communicating, it's God's message. You should pay attention. Stop squabbling over whatever. God is speaking. Listen. That's pretty important. But there's, there's a lot of stuff out there. He gives on, he says, Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who speaks to honor the one who sent him speaks truth, not lies. I get, to, I get to do this, and what is it, the second time this year? Um, I, I, I get to talk with our junior high group almost weekly, and uh, 
there's a verse in James that's... It always scares me just a little bit before I get up and talk. It's James 3.1. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. I don't claim to be a really, really brilliant person who has it all down. And so that scares me because sometimes I think, what if I say something completely wrong or stupid? What does it mean when God says we'll be judged or held more strictly? It's what Jesus just said here. Those who speak for themselves want glory for themselves. I don't want glory for me. I'm here to talk about God's message. It's not mine, it's his. When I talk to the junior hires on Wednesday nights, it's not my words. It's God's message. That's why it's important. That's why we need to be paying attention to it. All right, I think I beat that one pretty good. Let's move on. Why else is it important? Because the beliefs you hold to shape who you are. <coughs> and if you don't believe that, you're wrong. <clears throat> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a, a story I heard one time, and I'm going to do a horrible job of retelling it, but that's okay. Um, it's it's set. It, in this setting, it's, it's, it's back in a time further back from, from now. Um, it's about a, a couple that, um, they were childless, and they really, really wanted children. Um, but they had, they had no children. And uh, as much as they wanted children and tried, they did nothing. And, uh, um, and then one day, they were blessed, and, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a child. And about six months old, um, the culture they lived in, um, they, the, the religion, the, the, the belief system, that they, they practiced human sacrifice. And um, the leaders came to them and said, um, you've, you, you should feel honored. You've been chosen to give up your child in, in a sacrifice to, their, to our gods. And uh, obviously torn, um, the day came for the, for the ceremony and um, they went forth and handed their child over, and uh, the leaders took their child up and 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 sacrificed along with whoever else was being sacrificed. Obviously, emotionally torn between doing what they believe, but having just given up their child for sacrifice. Um, the next part of the ceremony came up, which was. So, Men from the group were chosen to partake in orgies with prostitutes in the temple. And her husband was chosen as one of the men and was taken off to, for that part of the ceremony. And as the woman stood there watching her husband leave, now childless, she thought, if he had a different God, he would be a different man. And it's completely true. What we believe shapes who we are. What is it that we're listening to? What is it that we're being, that we're being taught, that we're taking in, that we're, um, that we're applying to our lives, maybe even subconsciously and don't even realize it? Let's see the next part I'm talking why why doctrine is important. Um, to be able to sort through what's sound teaching and what's wrong teaching. 
Because there's a lot of wrong teaching out there. I don't need to tell you that. You know that. But how do we figure out what's right and what's wrong? How do we figure out? Because some stuff is obvious. That's just wrong. But we read about Jesus being out in the desert for 40 days, no food, and Satan comes and tempts him, and he uses Scripture. We're using Scripture. Isn't that got to be right? But he twists it just enough to make it wrong. Sometimes it's not as easy to sort through what's right and wrong if we don't have a firm grasp on what it is that we believe that God's telling us. First Timothy, uh, excuse me, First Timothy, six, three says some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who lack, excuse me, anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. I thought that was interesting. Arrogant and lacks understanding. Because if you teach something different than the doctrine of God, you're not going against myself or Matt or anyone else that, that preaches God's word. You're going against God. <laughs> you want to argue with me on something, that's fine. You want to argue with God on something, that's pretty arrogant. And I wish you the best, <laughs> because you're going to lose that one badly. And I think this is very familiar to us in a lot of stuff. I mean, you turn on the news, if anyone actually turns on the news anymore. I was going to say read a newspaper, but that would be funny. Um, <laughs> sorry for all those who read the newspaper. Um, I... <laughs> I don't even have slides today, and I got heckled for that. I'm like, we're going old school. Let's bring out the projector. Um, put some transparency on it. Um, in, in 2 Timothy 4, it says, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And there's a lot of them out there, isn't there? There's a lot of stuff out there that we... It, like I said, some of it sounds obviously messed up, but some of it sounds kind of close to what's true, but just a little bit skewed. If we don't know what God said, how do we know what God didn't say? How are we supposed to filter through that? I'm going to... Um, I'm going to get talked to by my wife because we're going to be quick this morning. But I hope you're okay with that. Because I'm already at my last point. <laughs> I think Matt sometimes puts like puts us up here just to give you a break from his 45 minutes. And, and honestly... Um, <laughs> That's right, this is being recorded. I'm going to get talked to by Matt, too. Uh, 
when I was putting this together, like I, like I said, it was, it was, I, can't, I got to a point where I was, I was thinking, I'm, I'm making this more confusing than it really is. Because really, uh, and what's, the, what's that song that from, like, country song from back in the 90s, uh, um, you got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything? I'm like, have a good day. <laughs> uh, I mean, and I, and I kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm making this more confusing and, and, and more whatever than it really needs to be. Um, and so that's when I started stripping stuff out. And my wife said, well, maybe it's not as simple as, as you're making it. Maybe it is a little more confusing. Maybe you need to add a little bit more to it. And uh, I, I, was, as I was thinking about this. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be like 15, 20 minutes. And I know Matt could have turned this into like a three-hour thing. But... Um, but I guess that's why I'm here right now, and you get to get out of early tonight, but um, or this morning. Um, anyway, <laughs> why else doctors are important? To teach it to others correctly. Second Timothy four two. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. To teach others. And that's not just a pastor's responsibility. That's, that's all of us. We get to stand up here and, and talk to a large group, but every single day, we're helping each other out. We're encouraging each other. We're correcting each other. That's, that's what part of this being a church thing is about. We're helping each other as we all try to walk with God. As we all try to follow after Jesus, we're all helping each other out. But the only way we can help each other out is if we know what it is God told us. And then Jesus... Gave us one last thing before he left. He said, in Matthew 28, <clears throat> I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. We're supposed to take this news this message from God, what Jesus did for us, and share it. And it was funny, as I, I just talked about this um, on Wednesday night, I think, to our junior high group. We're not supposed to just share the message. It says make disciples. Share with someone. And if they follow Jesus, help them in that. Disciple them. Bring them in as part of the church and help them along in that walk because it's confusing sometimes. It doesn't, it's not straightforward. But again, how do we do that unless we know what God told us? How do we know, how do, how do we know how to do and help and teach and correct and rebuke if we don't know what it is God said? And a lot of the stuff that if you look, I mean, I, I pulled up this book that we're, that, that's kind of going along with what we're doing, and I looked at the, the chapters, and I thought, well, this is a lot of straightforward stuff. I've been in the church for a long time. This seems pretty easy. Like, 
if I missed a few Sundays, no big deal. And then I realized that was a really, really bad attitude. (laughs) Because I don't think I could ever hear enough what it is that God's trying to tell us. And if I probably get to that point, God will probably kill me. <laughs> and I'm done. Because I've, I've become useless. If, I, if I've gotten to the point where I'm arrogant enough to say, eh, God, I got this. I don't need to hear it again. I, I, I kind of get to a point of being useless to God. I don't help out the church. I, I don't play any role in that now because in my mind, I've put myself above being teachable and that's, that's the thing that I think is awesome about this is this doctrine of God. It's not just a really, really old book. It's not just really, really, really old writings that we've bound together and put in pretty leather now or we download on our phones. God still speaks. God's still teaching. But we have to be able to know what it is he's really saying and what someone else is saying. And then, I'm going to finish up with this. On Wednesday, Ryan and I were having a conversation about this. And he said something that I thought was pretty interesting. He actually mentioned it this morning. If we're following Jesus, the beliefs we hold to, the, the, the things that we take as true, we have to take them humbly, not arrogantly, not we have the truth and you don't out there. Because that often happens, and, and we separate ourselves from people who aren't who aren't following God, who aren't following Jesus, because, well, we've got the truth and you don't, so that makes us better. It doesn't make us better. We didn't figure it out on our own. None of us were like, this sounds like a really good idea. God revealed it to us, probably through somebody else. We have to take that humbly and realize that somebody shared who Jesus is with us Someone shared God's message with us. We need to turn around and share it with someone else. Not arrogantly, but humbly because Jesus reached out to us and he's reaching out to others. And we have to remember that. Because it's not about us. We talk about that a lot here. That it's all about Jesus. Because it is. We aren't better than anybody. God's just shown us the truth and we need to show it to others. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that you you give us your word. Um, in a nice collection that we call the Bible, but God, that you also just keep on speaking. That you constantly are um, shaping us, changing us, and... Uh, God, we just give you praise and glory for that. And God, I, I ask that you would help all of us here um, realize that probably the best thing we can do this this summer um, 
is show up here with an open mind to uh, to relearn uh, what we may think we already know um, about what it is that you want us to know, what your message is for us. And, uh, and God, allow it to, to transform us, allow it to motivate us to go out and do what it is you've called us to do. Uh, we give you praise that um, you don't leave us or anyone else where we're at. Um, we just thank you that you love us that much. In Jesus' name, amen.